0: Hello and welcome back everybody to the Writing Sparrow podcast. Um, this is the first episode that I'm recording for season three. I don't know it'll be the first one that I will air, but just in case, welcome back for season three. How very exciting. <laughs> my apologies if you've already listened to like five episodes by now or so. So today I welcome back Beverly Leon to my show. And for the first time, I also have the lovely Nicole Eigener. Hey, ladies. And- Hello we will talk about how you have co-written a book live in Google Docs. So that's exciting. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, very excited to hear about that because I am not a fan of Google Docs or writing in Google Docs. (laughs) Um, So I'm very excited to hear how all this came about and how you coped and about that one time you reached the end
1: of Google Docs (laughs) and (laughs) found the limit.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, we broke Google Docs. Yeah, yeah we, we actually bad. we
1: actually have a screenshot to prove it. There is there is an end limit to Google Docs, and we reached <laughs> it.
0: No, we know. Thank you for testing what's possible.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, the the reason we chose Google Docs is because there aren't many other options out there that will allow you to do real time <laughs> collaboration like that, and so that was the best option for us. Um, It hasn't been without its challenges, but it's it's done its job so far.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. So to start with, do you want to talk a bit about the project and how and why you decided to write this one live together?
1: All this started way back in the summer of 2022. Is that right, Nicole? when, we
0: were, when we were asked
1: 2021 oh gosh really
0: i was going to say that's not that long ago, oh, gosh, even yes, ago. 20,
1: 2021 yeah <laughs> the, the years just go um when <laughs> sadie hartman asked us to do a joint interview about vampires for the nightworms blog um where she asked us a set of questions and we each replied to each question um And then we kind of got talking and we said, wouldn't it be fun if our vampires got together? And that's how Crimson is the Night came about. We just sat down and we wrote that. And that was just a little novelette. I think it just comes in at just over 10,000 words. But when we were writing it, there was just this connection between all of our characters that were involved in the book and I think it was that that led us to see if there was anything else there. And boy, was there something else there.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I'm currently reading the first part of it and I'm having so much fun with it. So there's, there was definitely a lot to explore there. <laughs> so at the moment, how many words do you have in there roughly? Because this is this turned out to be a rather big thing.
1: Do you want to take this one, Nicole?
2: <laughs> yeah, we are at just over 320,000 words, over a thousand pages, um, probably closer to 1,100 pages at this point. Um, word counts don't always mean a lot to readers, but pages do, I think, so it's... It's a, it's a lot. <laughs> it is. Um, so... Uh, <laughs> We originally thought maybe we would get um, an average sized novel out of it. And that was just kind of what we expected. And it just began to be very clear that it was not going to be a novel. It just (laughs) kept going. And we didn't have an endpoint really in mind because we are discovery writers and not we don't plot anything so that
0: really blows my mind about the whole thing
2: but we'll come back to that (laughs) go on (laughs) so you know um the the further we went the more obvious it became we we had to try and think about where we would end off the story um but we just because of the way we write we just let that happen naturally you know, and that's why—that's partly why we kept writing because it wasn't apparent where that was. So we just kept going, and and it happened. And the irony of the endpoint mm-hmm. was that it occurred exactly three months to the day that we began writing it.
0: Oh, <gasps> that's exciting! So
2: if Wait. you add that up, we wrote. This book in three months.
0: I was just going to say, no, hold up. So you write over a, a, how many? That th- that's a lot. That's a lot of words in a fairly short amount of time. Especially yeah. considering that you kind of write it live with each other. So yeah. I met up with you, Beth, on Wednesday, and we talked a little bit about how you approached it. Because obviously, I mean, to me at least, you both have very similar author voices. Um. so for me as I'm reading it I can't tell where like say Beth finished a paragraph and then Nicole jumped in so and I know that there were times when Beth would just stop stuff mid-chapter and then Nicole would like write a paragraph or just a couple of sentences for her characters and then you would swap again which sounds so manic but so fun as well <laughs>
1: Yeah, it is. It's an incredibly vulnerable way to write because anybody that uses Google Docs in this way will know that you see the you see the words appearing on the screen real time as they are written. So spelling mistakes, um, sentence structures that are really awkward that get like deleted back out again and then continued. You have to have absolute trust in the person that you're writing with. And that's what I have with Nicole, and it's just been such a wonderful experience.
2: It the trust factor cannot be underestimated because you know writing is such a solitary experience for, for most writers. I mean you your own head is the only one that's involved. And to open that up to another person and and let them watch you make mistakes and um And freeze sometimes because that happens, you know, you just lock up and you, the words won't come and that's, you know, sharing that with another person and just, just rolling with it is, is pretty magical. And there were times when, when we were on the verge of breaking Google docs, (laughs) the the doc (laughs) was starting to sit down on us and, and terrible things were happening and we were really quite literally just trying to get sentences out and I was making horrible typos and Bev was coming in behind me and correcting them behind me as I was writing because we were panicking so hard that we couldn't get this part out before the doc collapsed on us and we couldn't download it it was that dire I mean there were I'm not a huge fan of the term pantser, but in that situation, we were absolutely flying by the seat of our (laughs) pants.
0: Yeah, I can see that. I mean, that sounds so stressful in itself.
2: Um, I've,
0: I've never really written anything much in Google Docs. I kind of use it here and there when I'm... writing through a deadline and I want to continue writing while I'm at work because I don't take my personal laptop with me so I don't have Scrivener and then I kind of copy and paste when I'm back home so everything comes together Um, but I know when I edited that Google Docs doesn't cope very well with really big documents (laughs) Um, yeah so I I feel your stress and I feel your pain and doing that you did find the very limits of Google Docs and I think you were in,
1: in two documents by the end Right, yeah, yeah, we 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 had to, we had to split it. <laughs> Maybe rather naively, we really wanted it all in one document, um, <laughs> which was very silly as we went on. But we did. But
0: well, you didn't actually,
1: know. You well, didn't, didn't know. No, we didn't know what the limit was. But this happened with Nicole. I I was sleeping at the time because Nicole's is, is <laughs> we have an eight hour time difference. And she actually got that red line across the top of the document and just about died, didn't you? Oh,
2: God. I panicked so hard because I thought it was going to lock the document and I wasn't, you know, that I I had to make an executive decision then to split it into two parts because there was no other option. Um, so what is really this break? Edit. What is the breaking point of Google Docs? <laughs>
1: It's in, the, it's in the millions, isn't it?
0: One million characters. There you go, folks. If you want to break Google Docs, you're going to have to type one million characters. <laughs> but we don't recommend it. No, not, definitely not, not.
1: recommended for your stress levels. No, no, no. Do not recommend. <laughs>
0: I almost don't believe, though, that you're eight hours apart, because every time I've messaged you on Twitter with feedback, I feel like you're already sitting next to each other and you're just both instantly there most of the time anyway. (laughs) And just before we started recording this, you were both saying on Twitter, you know, we're ready now. It's like, yeah, I imagine you're just both sitting in Beth's living room. (laughs) I don't believe that there's a time difference. (laughs)
1: Yeah, basically when... We're both awake. We're usually connected with some form of <laughs> social media. Or sometimes we're on Skype and we're doing things on Instagram or Twitter at the same time.
0: Yeah, I imagine you're just constantly on Skype together.
1: Basically, yes. But don't tell Skype us will start charging us for it.
2: <laughs> we'll break Skype. Or, or We have a reputation for breaking Skype. That's next. Skype. <laughs> See how much
0: technology you can break in one big writing project. <laughs> exactly <laughs> so did you ever write at the same time while on Skype
2: oh yeah we, we do oh yeah that. yeah <laughs> we edit that way too oh. because mm. it's it works really well because we can clarify things with each other right in the moment you know well because we'll highlight things and say well why did you highlight that or What did you mean by that and we can just talk it out right there rather than commenting in the side or you know we we can fix it as we go if we're there together so yeah
0: yeah i can i can see how that would help a lot for
2: sure (laughs) yes
0: (laughs) so you were talking a bit about the challenges of google docs earlier so i'm guessing that when everything just suddenly starts to freeze that's one (laughs) What would you say? Have your other challenges of writing in Google Docs been? We'll talk about the benefits as well, but let's start with the challenges.
1: <laughs> um, I don't think there's been any other issues with Google Docs. So, some sometimes it can sometimes it, it can take a while to accept some changes, especially during like the working week. Weekends are a lot easier, we've noticed, to work on it. But since since we've split the document into more manageable sizes, it seems to be very much happier.
2: Yes. <laughs> um, the other thing, I, I, I would say, honestly, for the most part, it's been very pleasant to work in Google Docs. I mean, it's it's done precisely what we needed it to do, which is provide that platform for this real-time collaboration. Um, the one thing that probably is more of an annoyance for us is that it doesn't seem to understand the way that our master vampires communicate. And it's always ah. going to correct their antiquated language into more yes. contemporary things. Oh, no. <laughs> no, they, they don't talk that way.
0: No, I can't imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> that would read really weird.
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Like, they don't use contractions, so we want to make things into contractions, we're like,
0: no, no contractions. Let it go. (laughs) Yeah. And in the same vein, what would you say have been some benefits of working together, like this in Google Docs? Obviously, seeing um, all the new writing as it happens is probably a big benefit, but I imagine that's also terrifying, because first drafts, right? First drafts normally shouldn't be seen by anyone else, so you already mentioned the amount of trust that's necessary for something like this?
1: Yeah well the document that we have now obviously as as we wrote it it it, it was written and the text we just kept as a, as a standard black text on the white background but when we edited when we went when we did the first edit anything we changed um we did in magenta so that the mm-hmm. other person could see what we were altering. And the the next run through, we changed the colour to teal. So it's a very pretty document at this point. Mm. It's got all these different colours. But it is amazing to us still that when we look at it, there are great swathes of it that are origin black text, that even with looking through it two or three times, this first draft, as we see it, is as it is going to go out.
0: Well, I mean, you called it a passion project to me a while ago. And this is the beautiful thing about, you know, having a book that just kind of falls out of you is that the first draft is already going to be a lot tidier than something that you really have to force out with all the pain and struggle that comes with that. So, I mean, if that's not a good sign, I don't know (laughs) what is. And it definitely reads really neat and tidy. And it's very Ah. thrilling, and I'm very happy I get to read it.
1: (laughs) Well, that's very lovely for you to say, so we've got eagle editor's eye.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so as I'm reading it, I'm sending Beth and Nicole a bit of feedback here and there on Twitter, which is mostly just me fangirling a lot, but (laughs) every now and again, I'm like, you missed a comma.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Which is wonderful, because even though we've both read this multiple times at this point, um, you, you... all writers know that you mm. get little blind spots about certain words and yeah and certain punctuation or grammar and it just you cannot see it. You really need someone outside the document to find those things.
0: Yeah, I've talked about my horse that changed gender before on this podcast and little things the like yeah. like commas <laughs> are even harder to spot. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that happened in my first book my horse changed <laughs> gender. <laughs>
1: and I read the book and, and I never I never picked that up but there you go
0: <laughs> no it's little things like that that I really really hard to spot so I figure, while well, I'm in there anyway because they may never see it I may as well point it out <laughs> yes <laughs> um what was I gonna say okay so um obviously when you both started writing your respective series mm-hmm. you were not planning on doing this together no we didn't <laughs> and- we, we didn't know
1: each other at that no. point no
0: well, there you go. But now as I'm reading it, there, you know, it reads uh, like, like one smooth world. And it's very believable to me that those characters can coexist in the same place. Um, so what kind of merging did you have to do as you were writing it where things maybe didn't just naturally fit together? Because obviously you both write vampires, but every author is going to have their own version of that and, you know, like their own limitations and... Their own vampiric superpowers and whatnot. So, how did you make sure that that um, that that your two worlds merged effortlessly?
1: <laughs> um, I don't think that there were. I mean, obviously, at both our vampire universes do have different traits to them, but there wasn't a huge, huge difference. One of the ones that does come to mind is that my vampires at dawn fall into a death sleep until. Um, until evening. evening. Uh, Nicole's vampires don't. As long as they're out of the sun, they can be awake throughout the rest of the day. But that was a very easy one um, to actually manage. Was, were there any more, Nicole? Um,
2: they're so minimal that I can't really think of other examples, but the, the best way that we discovered to explain that was through bloodlines which seems perfectly reasonable and you know the wonderful thing about the vampire as a as a literary trope is that they are so broad and they can be interpreted in so many different ways and when vampire novel to another you'll have completely different sets of traits and skills and powers as you said but Ours were already so similar Mm
1: -hmm.
2: because I think both of us approached this from a place of maybe what we would call a more traditional kind of vampire versus some of the ones you read in more contemporary books. And um, so the fact that we both came from that angle with these stories, I think, is a, a huge contributing factor to why our worlds blended so seamlessly and so those small differences you know um they they're they're explained in a very feasible manner that is not we didn't have to concoct some far-fetched explanation for why Mm -hmm. they're so different because the bloodlines you know it makes sense
0: Yeah, I think at the time when I was reading it, I was thinking, did they, they couldn't have planned this. Surely when Beth was writing her first book, and Nicole was writing her first book, they didn't think, oh, well, maybe one day we will, you know, merge this with another author, (laughs) you know, so obviously this wasn't planned at all. And it still reads very smoothly. So I think you found a really good solution there to making that very believable. And you know, as you said, with the bloodlines, it makes perfect sense that there would be differences. You know, yeah. the same as in any other family line. You know, different families, different traits. So right. that makes perfect sense. And from a world-building perspective, it's very exciting to run into that small hiccup and seeing, right, how are we going to make sense of this in a way that makes sense for both books <laughs> and doesn't just kind of throw a rock at one world-building set all You know. <laughs> right.
1: It, 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 it was actually very incredible to us how easily it did blend. And like you say, the, the things were, that did pull us up, they were very easy to explain away. I'm not going to go into details, but you, you'll, you'll know some of them.
2: <laughs> yeah, you've, you've already encountered a couple of them, Serena.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm having so much fun with that. So
0: <laughs> so what would you say has been the most enjoyable about approaching writing a project together like this. I don't think I know anyone else who's written a book together quite in the same way, so.
1: Gosh, Um, just sharing your passion for your characters and um, just being able to give them the freedom that they wanted to say what they wanted, which may sound a little bit weird to anybody listening to this, but we're both very character-led. We follow where our characters lead us. As we've said, we, we're discovery writers. We don't plot anything. So if our characters want to do something, we just let them do it and we just follow them. And um, Originally, we weren't going to publish this book, so the characters virtually had the freedom to do exactly what they wanted, and it was just an amazing experience to, to go through.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Everything (laughs) that just said. And I, I think for both of us, when, when we were together in the doc, or even now when we're, we're still doing edits, when you just see the words appear on the page, there's no way to describe how magical that is, especially because we don't know what's going to happen or if one of the characters says something that triggers a response from the other that we have to instantly react to that. It's very challenging, but also the ease with which this story flowed was absolutely astonishing. I I will never have the words to describe how incredibly magical this was ever. Well,
0: I thought I got really lucky when I was writing um, A Dream of Death and Magic because it just kind of fell out of me and the whole thing was just so effortless and so smooth. So with with your project, you kind of had exactly the same magical experience, but with both of you. So I can't imagine how much harder this might have been if, if Nicole had really struggled with parts of it, for example, or if Beth had just suddenly hit a roadblock while the other ones still really wanted to continue and still had the same amount of energy for it. That would have been so much harder. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it was almost as if it was meant to be destiny mm-hmm. or fate or whatever you want to call it. But no, it was just amazing. I mean, the the the, the biggest problem we had is the is the is the time zone difference. Mm, I because imagine. obviously, eight hours is 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 very difficult to contend with, especially during a working week. But there were times where on a weekend. Nicole would get up like a ridiculous time just so that we could write. And at the other end of the day, we would be online and it would be approaching 1am and we'd still be writing because the scene had to be finished and they hadn't finished telling us how this scene was to be finished. But I was like, absolutely like,
2: I'm dying here, but I have finished this scene. (laughs) There were multiple days where I know we wrote probably for 16 hours. Yeah wow you know with some breaks here and there but good (laughs) continuously for 16 hours and there are multiple days like that you know and it was also it was also (laughs) due to that this urgency of the story like it was just coming and coming and coming and we just we didn't want to leave that momentum yeah, yeah. I,
0: think, I think I remember meeting up with Beth at one point when you both were still writing it and she was just saying that it's sort of the most exhausting and full on experience. But you both also had so much fun with it, because yeah. as we know, as writers, when a story just wants to be written, there is so much urgency, as you said, to just yeah. get the words out. So that's a lovely, magical experience. And it's really exciting that you two got to share that on the same story <laughs> live yeah. on Google Docs. <laughs>
2: Yes, it's it was incredible. I definitely developed bags under my eyes from this
0: book. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got those. I mean, I was going to ask you how much time you spend writing this, but that answers that. <laughs> so,
1: We wish we documented it. There are a lot <laughs> of things that we'd wish we'd documented it as we've been writing, but that was one of the things that we really should have done was actually – put in the hours that it took to write this. I think it would have surprised even us. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, there must have been moments where Say Nicole was writing something and Beth was already in there just waiting for her turn, and you must have thought, "Wow, this is such a surprise! I didn't see this coming." So well, uh, that,
1: that's that happened constantly. I mean, you yeah. just really had to be on your toes. But there were very, very few instances where one of us would write something and then the other one would go, "Oh God, I'm not really sure how to follow this." <laughs> very, very few.
0: Well, as yeah. you said earlier, you're both character-driven writers, so that probably helps a lot with that, because you're both used to just rolling with whatever your characters throw at you anyway. So this yeah, is kind true. of the same thing, just twice as much fun. <laughs> true.
2: We, you know, astonishingly throughout the whole book, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, Bev, but we only had two instances yes. where we kind of, we we did stutter a little bit, but it was it was because we were probably forcing the character into a direction they did not want to go into. Yeah, but... that happens to both of us in our separate projects all the time, but here only twice that I can think of, and and both both
1: both with our master vampires as well.
2: Right, surprise, surprise! You <laughs> sure it um, wasn't Moth? <laughs> <laughs> no, not this time. <laughs> but, um, you know, we, when that happened, and both both times it happened live, one of them, I think we were able to just c- kind of put a pause in there and move on. And then Beverly went back later and resolved that. The other one, we ended up just cutting a huge part, which, for a, for a book this large, for this to only happen twice, I think is, is fairly remarkable. But that one was really a brick wall moment. And we, we had to just cut that and just kind of start over from there. And then it just went right back to smoothness. But, but we both really pay attention to that. Um, usually when we hit a wall, it's because the character arc is not going in the right direction. And once you back away and and let that just kind of simmer and get back to where it needs to be, then it's, you know it, it, it's hard to do that because sometimes you want you maybe you want to force the story to go a certain way and it just doesn't. And you have to figure out why that is happening. For us, it's usually the characters.
0: Well, with how character-driven it is, that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, I don't think we've talked at all yet about how this is a slight diversion from your usual genres for both of you. (laughs) Beth is already laughing. So, you know, as you said earlier, when you first started this, you had zero intention of publishing this, which gave you the freedom to really explore this in whatever way your characters wanted to go which mm-hmm. is great just, you know, because you get to experiment with new things and also because you really don't have to worry about what potential readers might like or whether they will, um, you know, come back for this book when they've already read your previous books. It really gives you complete freedom. So do you want to talk a bit about how this is different to what you normally
1: write? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the collaboration is very much like our normal writing style. Anybody that's read my books and anybody that's read Nicole Nicole's books could come into this and pick it up, and it would read exactly like us, Can only blended, <laughs> only blended into one universe. It,
2: it reads the, like a true sequel yeah. to what it has come.
1: Yeah. The significant difference, however. Is that this book contains off the charts spice level, which other <laughs> books didn't, mine particularly. Oh, yeah. Nicole, Nicole had some <laughs> bits of spice in hers, but this is a completely different animal as far as spice is concerned.
2: Completely different. And you can probably mm-hmm. attest to that, Serena. I can. <laughs> it's part of why I'm having so much fun with that one. <laughs>
0: But you know, it's it's still all extremely well written, and it's all you know, just all the same in character. And I think for the story, it makes perfect sense, and it all flies in there very easily. And there's one scene in particular I can think of that I know Beth writes that I don't think I'll ever forget.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, is, I know exactly which scene you're talking about. Yes. Yeah, it yeah. may be
0: in some catacombs, but. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think yeah. I read this
0: one. No, I definitely read that one at work actually, because I mostly read this book at work. <laughs>
1: but Yeah, I, I, I actually remember because even though we, even though we wrote ninety five percent of this uh, live, the scenes where it was just Nicole's characters are just my characters. Sometimes I, w- I would write mine and then. Half the piece of course to to Nicole to read and I know I wrote that particular scene and um, I sent her a DM and I said oh there's birds for you to read
2: (laughs) so I read that very first thing in the morning after she had written it (laughs) that was like wow what a thing to wake up to
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know roughly what that might have been like, actually, because I, when I listened to the audiobook of American Gods, I remember leaving home one morning, I'd barely had my tea in myself, and I came in on a blowjob scene, literally a second after I left home to walk to work. It's like, whoa, this is a lot at (laughs) 8am.
2: Oh, well, wide awake now.
0: (laughs) And I didn't realize that that's where I left it off. So I did not see that coming in any way.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah so I think that is easily one of the most unforgettable scenes in the book. I would yeah. agree. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, you know, this is why we always say to other writers that if there is something that you want to explore in your writing and you're not sure if it fits into what you normally do, you don't have to publish it. You can just write this for yourself and just explore the new thing and just see how you get on with it.
1: Yeah, and if I'm it sad. Works,
0: yeah I mean, and-
1: that That's how it was for a very long time. I, I'm not sure at what point that we kind of thought that we might publish it, but even then we dithered for quite a while on that.
2: Yeah, and I, I think it's because it's so different in that respect from what we normally write. It, it feels a little, um, I don't know, We 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 felt maybe a little squeamish about putting that out there, but... But the thing is what what emerged, and I think what ultimately made us decide that we that we would go ahead and publish it was that some voices emerged in there that we felt were kind of underrepresented in ways. And um, that maybe this book was needed that, you know, some people could benefit from reading this book
0: yeah i know the ones you mean and i completely agree and um i can't wait for other people to read this because i absolutely enjoy every second as you know oh
2: you a so lot <laughs> so serena We're so, so happy that you're reading it
0: me too <laughs> <laughs> so finally before we get kicked out don't want that to happen again um how, what would you recommend for other writers who might be listening right now who might want to approach writing with a friend in a similar way?
1: Just, just go for it. I mean, yeah. as, especially if you're just doing this as a vehicle to see if it will work. I mean, there's, there's no saying that anything you put down in a document has has to go any further than the people that are writing it. Just go for it. And you may be very pleasantly surprised at what comes out
2: of it? Absolutely agree. I mean, I I don't, I I will say that I think Bev and I have a magical formula with writing with each other that mm-hmm. we we kind of take for granted. I don't know that everyone can do this, but it's definitely it's a great exercise. And I think um, even if you take it from that approach of like, let's just try this and see see how it works it really flexes your muscles as a writer. I mean, in so many ways, not just the, because it, it is a very raw way to write and that trust factor should really be there. Otherwise it can maybe be emotionally scarring in some ways, but (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think that's an important factor, but um, you know, it it has pushed us in ways of, of kind of releasing that vulnerability and also just challenging us as writers to react and to, you know, create. And to to
1: trust our characters without overthinking about it.
2: Yes. Yes. I mean, just letting ideas flow is, it's not as easy as it, as it seems. Um, And kind of releasing that, any sort of self-judgment that you might have, you know, um, because, eh you just have to let it go and it is it is a really great writing exercise I would definitely recommend it with with writers who are familiar with each other's work
0: yeah I would also echo again what you just said Nicole don't overthink it just you know just go for it there's nothing stopping you from just trying it and if it doesn't work out you don't have to keep any of it and you don't have to do it again it's fine for writing to just be an experiment (laughs) sure Okay, that's all that we have time for today. Thank you both so much for joining me on The Writing Sparrow. This has been a blast. And as you know, I'm really enjoying um, what you've written as well. So I'm really excited that others might get to read it soon-ish, uh, maybe, probably not as well. <laughs> and um, yeah, we hope that all of you listening have learned a lot as well, that you have really enjoyed this. And, um if you have, consider leaving us a review or a rating because it helps other people find out if the show is for them. And if you want to stay in touch with any of the three of us, I will, um, our links are in the show notes as always. So keep rating, Sparrows, and remember that you only fail when you stop learning and trying. Have a great week, everybody.
2: Bye-bye.
1: Thank you. Bye-bye.